the best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. As mentioned earlier on, today we've got a special interview this morning, speaking with Brian Fillmore, the brother of Ken Professor Fillmore. Uh, he's joining us today on our Zoom line. Good morning, Brian. How are you? And welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM. I'm, I am here. I am here. Yes, mm. I'm muted. Okay, Thank no you for problem. having me here today and your listening, listening public. It's a pleasure to have you with us here on Freedom 106.5. Uh, uh, so for the listening benefit of our audience, give us a little bit insight into your life uh, before we get into the substantive topic for today. Well, uh, of course, everyone knows that I am the brother of the, the pan um, icon, Ken Professor Fillmore. And um, we have been, um, it's been five years since his passing. And um, my life has actually been consumed with, keep, with keeping his legacy alive um, since his passing. It seems like he just took over my life. I love it very much. He has brought a new meaning to the, to, to the family, to, to, mm-hmm. to our purpose. Um, um, the work that he has done, we strive to continue um, his legacy and all that he gave to uh, Trinidad and Tobago and the rest of the world. And, you know, basically that is my life uh, generally in a day to um, push um, his foundation forward and to be to do betterment for the national instrument of Trinidad and Tobago. All right. So as we continue with our discussion, how was life like or what was life like growing up with Ken Professor Fillmore? Well, growing up with Ken... Is uh, he was a Ken is a different kind of guy, you know. To to put it into a few words, he was uh, eccentric. Um, he was a guy that if you asked him by 10 a.m. what he had for breakfast um, from seven, he couldn't tell you. Um, quickly, don't look down. What pair of socks you were wearing? Um, and he just put it on an hour ago. <laughs> he couldn't remember, but he could tell you everything about music. He could tell you about rhythm, song. Um, he grew up, he was a guy like that, and um, he showed interest in this instrument at the age four, you know, and he really started magnifying at 15. Growing up with him, he, you know, he gave all his little trouble and whatnot and, uh, as a young guy, but, you know, he basically showed this promise of this national instrument all his life. All his life, he showed that interest. And um, finally, one day, my dad, you know, finally gave in to him to really um, start pursuing his dream of becoming just a player, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but Ken was a guy that um, he 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 always tried to do things differently for himself. He never really followed anyone. He was a trendsetter, and he always had an idea of something to do different from any, everyone else. Always a loving guy, always a given person, you know. And um, it, it, you know, it was just phenomenal being next to him, growing up, growing up with him, and seeing how he, he, he his dream became reality, you know. And um, I'm glad that the rest of the world was able, was able to experience that. Definitely, and of course, um, on on Friday we would have observed um, World uh, Steel Pan Day, um, yeah. and I'm sure he would have been. Uh, extremely proud of that had he been here to, to receive that yes. great deal of recognition. I mean, we, we had and yes. we've, we've all seen videos from all over the world 
were still yeah. upon being highlighted um, and exposed to the wider public and a great deal of appreciation there as well. Um, so I'm, I'm sure him and his memory and of course your family and the foundation were very, very proud about that as well. Let's hear directly from you. What does this recognition mean um, for PAN and for the work of Ken Professor Fillmore as well? Well, as you just mentioned, I really did mention on that day and even now that I'm really sorry that he wasn't here to see that PAN reached this milestone where the UN recognized the national instrument and gave it a day and Trinidad and Tobago has recognized it in a full month because this is what Ken wanted to see the national instrument um, reach to its highest potential. And even when he played, he would um, often bow to the instrument because without the instrument, he would not be anything. He always said that actually was his first wife. And um, he always praised the instrument and took it mm -hmm. actually more care than anything else that he had. As, you know, and um, he would have been really, really excited and elated to see that you know, finally, Pan has reached a, a, re a recognized place. And, um, you know, we just sorry he wasn't here. But we know that he's looking from above and he's looking on. We also have been doing the best we could to try to push the 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 the, the, the instrument forward. And um, I don't know if you are aware of it, but um, there was a tribute to him um, last last um, Saturday mm -hmm. at Skiffle and Coffee Street. Yes. Where we, the foundation, did lobby after hearing the call from the la from the last carnival, South really was looking for their own competition, and the foundation did lobby for it because you know the voice from the pan fraternity is really fragmented. So we use his voice to push the instrument forward, and we did lobby the pan Trinbago for a South Central competition, which was granted, and a budget received, and that was announced. Um, uh, on, on that occasion, it was the launch of that. So South Central um, has a competition to look forward to in 2024. Um, this is separate from the national competition, which is something that South really asked for and they have received. And we use his name for the betterment and to push the instrument forward. Right now, I, I know he would have done um, a lot of work, um, especially in South as well, too. Um, so, so that would have been another... Um, another feather in the hat, I think, um, in terms yes. of making him very, very proud. Now, give us an insight in terms of some of the accomplishments, some of the major things that he would have achieved with Pan locally and abroad. Well, locally, Ken started at an early age at 15, where he, you know, he started off actually with Colomo Kings in, 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 in Pleasantville in 1977, and then Hoytonians and then Fonclair at 1981, you know, and, um, you know, that is his genesis. I, I, actually, Hatters is where he first started. Um, Hatters, well, he started with Hatters and then moved on to Coloma King. So he really drifted from band to band, but Hatters was the genesis of him. At 15 years old, where it took him to, to America on his first trip, and um, he went from strength to strength, and he kept, trying to find his place, trying to find his place. He drifted through these bands with the Skolomo Kings, Hoytonians, and he ended up with Fonclay in 81. And Fonclay is where he started really making his mark. And also, while he was doing Fonclay, he linked up with Kitchener 
and he and Kitchener had this little deal in the review where they were dressed the same way and you would see the pan and A minor where they would, and these are the days when there was no cell phone. So imagine my mom trying to dress Professor and Kitchener in the same dress code over the phone. And these were the <laughs> challenges we had in those days. But that is when he kept moving and going on. Then he started with, you know, going to, he got his first break arranging. He did a little arrangement with Hatters. I think when they did um 20 to 1, right? I think they came second that year. Um and this was in the in the in the in the eighties. And he got his first opportunity to do arranging, I think, with um with sonatas in New York, where he did win six of those competitions and I think two seconds, which is still the standing standing um um a milestone today for any band in New York. So he basically lived back and forth going from Trinidad and, and, and New York. And from New York, he would springboard himself all over the world. We are still trying to find out all the places that Ken went to up to today because he did so much. It is so difficult to, 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 to understand all that he did. We would just see pictures of him in Africa and then he's in China and then he's in Japan. And all those springboards came from when he was in the United States. And, all of those things culminated when he passed. And we really found out how much this guy was doing. But of course, you know, he he was not just San Fernando. He was Port of Spain. He was Tobago. He did bands in Tobago internationally as well. He contributed in China and Japan. So, you know, uh, he, tributes came from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And for one person, he... Um, you know, Carnegie Hall, Madison Square Garden, toured with Duke Ellington's band. It was just phenomenal how much he did for his, you know, he celebrated his 59th birthday at his passing. And when we really checked how much he did, he actually lived two lifetimes doing this work. Mm. So Ken did a lot locally, internationally, and that is the icon that we know as Ken Professor Fillmore today. Yeah. I mean, just some of those venues, some of those territories, some of those countries, um, in isolation, those may be the capstone or the highlight of, of an artist's career. But to have so many uh, in his, his short lifespan, but, you know, well-riched and enriched life, life as well, um, definitely something to be extremely proud of. Now, give us yeah. an insight in terms of how the title professor would have been uh, attributed to Ken. Yeah, that's a... Everyone keeps... Um... You know, that's always a toss up of how we got that name. Um, actually, at the time when Ken was a young guy, and you know, in those days, you know, the pan, uh, the pan yard, as they call it, you know, really wasn't a glorious place. It had a lot of rough guys. It was a taboo time when if you were associated with pan, you know, you weren't somebody that liked school and you didn't want to learn. And so you ended up in the pan yard. And Ken came to the Panyard as a young, at a young tender age at 15, and he didn't look like the average guy that was in a Panyard. He looked very polished. He never wore jeans. He never wore soft shoes. He always wore hard shoes, like, like going out shoes. And he only wore like crimpoline pants and these things. And, you know, he didn't really fit. He didn't really fit. Then he had these, um, these as he would call it, Woody Allen type black rim glasses in those days. And, you know, he, one guy looked at him and, and said, but you don't even look like a pan man. You look more like a professor with those glasses. <laughs> and that 
that uh, mm-hmm. that name stuck with him <laughs> from Hatters all mm-hmm. through the years till eventually Hatters, I believe, when they went to Minneapolis. Um, in those days, they went to Minneapolis in the in the in the in, in the 80s. They started to call him Pro, right. and that is when they abbreviated the name from Professor to Pro, and he carried that really all his life. And that is the really the story of how he got that name professor because of his look he didn't look like you know the kind of rough guys you know the, those days was like you know yeah mm-hmm. you had to look a particular the, the, the sort of um the, the sort of um stereotype that that kind stereotype, of yeah. stereotype stereotype no it's not like that anymore but yeah. at that time in the 70s going into the 80s you know it was a time when it was very difficult to be a pan artist in this country they really had a hard time ken broke all these barriers even with his father his father really wasn't up to him, who was a staunch um, Christian or Jehovah Witness who didn't believe in right. going to these places. It's only after being nagged by Steve Achaiba from Hatters, coming to our house, and my, he's disturbing my father when he's trying to sleep after working offshore. He gave in to him, you know, going into the pan fraternity just to ease him up from home, not knowing that he would excel to be the person that he was today. Mm. Okay, so when, when we come back, I want to get a bit into the foundation and the work uh, that sure. you all are doing. We'll be right back on Freedom 106.5 FM. Stay with us. And we're back right here on Freedom 106.5 FM, chatting with, of course, uh, uh, Brian Fillmore, the brother of Ken, Professor Fillmore. And Brian, so before the break, you, you give us a little bit of the insight in terms of, uh, you know, live the contribution and what Pan would have meant to Ken. And you mentioned that the foundation would have been established. So give us some details about that. What would have, um, you know, gave that initial spark for the foundation? And what activities are you all up to? Okay, so Professor and I had this ongoing, uh, I would have to say, field. I, even though he did all of this, I always told him, listen, you're not doing enough. You know, we have to... We have to start to, those that came uh, basically under you. Because he started off as a teacher uh, as well um, in his fun days uh, in the Pleasantville Senior Comprehensive School. And he had a school band there. And there were all these guys that came from under him. Um, um, one is a professor, which is, um, um, uh, there's, there's, there's Darren Shepard that came from under him. There's. There's a guy that runs um, Colomo King's yard, Jason Farrell, Derek Ayung, uh, a lot of guys that um, Liam Teague, who is a professor in a university in, uh, abroad. And I told him, you know, you need to establish something for these guys. And I basically wanted them to open a, uh, you know, a, a, a pan academy, really teaching, because he was a teacher. And he taught and mentored a lot of these young guys, you know, showing Cooper, all these guys, you know, um, who are playing in the Hyatt and all of them, they are all soloists now. They go on ships, they go all over the world. Mm-hmm. But he had this fear to really get that done. And um, I always wanted to do a school. My That was one of my mother's um, cries to him, you know, to open a school, actually to start to do it in New York and then springboard into Trinidad and Brooklyn. So I didn't get the opportunity when he was here, when he was with us to do it. So maybe that's the way how God works. I got the opportunity when he was gone and I, I started this foundation because I couldn't let all his work, all his hard work and all that he was about 
to just go to nothing and people don't learn from him right. because um the, his his style even his mode of dress when guys would make appearances a plain pan they would come in an old clocks and a washout jeans and a stretch up shirt ken said no no let's wear a suit let's put on cufflinks let's wear a bow tie mm -hmm. and he's you know he even changed the mode and style of dress and he had these guys following him everybody wanted to be like him you know he had a a small band that he would go to the casinos and so on and he would play and everyone would, he, he knew how to speak he was even the first pan artist to start to sing there's an album called professor sings so the foundation basically was something that he and i had discussed into doing something more right. to help those that 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 what he struggled through they would have an easier time in the future and okay. he came through his 70s and it was very tough and you know we wanted to pave a way for them so the foundation was established in 20 in february 2019 and which is not too long after his passing and we have been doing exhibits um to show the younger ones what ken professor filmer was about and the national instrument and that you could reach somewhere because a lot of young people feel that if you take up the instrument you're not going to go anywhere it's just a little leisure it's a little carnival thing and it finishes but you can make a living from this you can travel you could be involved in musical bands ken was with duke ellington band musa ellington actually the son toured with them for seven weeks and that is what took him all over the world in carnegie hall and madison square garden right. in limousines and all these things so we need to show them that this can reach somewhere so the foundation was established then we have been able through the foundation to get two streets in san fernando one on the top of high street and one in pleasantville close to his house and um you know we try to mentor young people we are very close with Funclair, and we have been speaking with them about their program concerning teaching young people and adults and they do have a, a literacy class for fun um we are now getting a little bit more in tuned with Funclair with that because this is something that can always encourage young people to play and he always said at least each person in a classroom should be able to play mary 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 had a, had a little lamb Right. at least something on the instrument and we are pushing this forward and as i said before we have got the south central competition and really is about getting young people involved because ken always said they are the future and to show them that the instrument is not something temporary it can be a life it's it's really really interesting to to see to hear the incredible uh, thought process that went behind it in terms of you know really trying to to encourage the youth to to break the norms to to challenge the status quo and to remove sometimes the boundaries that we place on ourselves to limit ourselves you know i just play a little pan you know just to pass some time it's something fun you know and, but, but as you said you could make this into an, a, a career travel career, the world career. And make 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 a very lavish lifestyle as well too, because um, yes. we we've seen it across the world. Um, I mean, the station here we've done a bit in terms of um, promoting it during this month, and in our research and so on, we've seen schools all over the United States, Europe, and so on having pan as part of their music repertoire and so on. I, I could yes. tell you from my own schooling days, my first experience with the steel pan would have been going into secondary school 
I was very intimidating to come up um, to this instrument, not being exposed to it before, other than seeing it on TV and going to some of the events and that kind of thing, but actually being able to play it. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, you yeah. know, the entire class. And I, I think it's really, really interesting and really good to have that level of exposure for children. As you said, yeah. the children are definitely the future and so on. So speaking about the future, what are some of the plans for the foundation? And where would you like to be in the next couple of years for the foundation? Well, currently, as I said, one of the goals was, and I getting this South Central competition because there was a, le a level of hopelessness in San Fernando um, mm -hmm. to win a national panorama. Of right. course, we all remember that 1990 was, was, um, was famous for two things, uh, uh, insurrection or a failed coup um, and fan by storm, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which really um, to this day um, has a, 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 a what, it, that was a sore point for Professor. And he never really recovered from that. Um, we still are in awe as to how, and I always use the platform to mention up to this day, the, 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 the community and the wider Trinidad and Tobago did give um, South that panorama that year. Uh, we, up to this day, we don't know why it was denied. Yes, the judges, um, um, the judges' decision is final. However, I think it, everyone understands that something went wrong that year because half a point has never, it never um, came to pass since that day. Some of us are told there's nothing called a half a point, but we work very closely with Pan Trinbago, but we wanted we want Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago has always told us and the world that South won that Panama that year. And you know, it has been 48 years since South has brought home a Panama. So the lobbying for South competition brought some hope to the South bands. We are not denying that the tongue bands don't deserve it when they win. They really step up on the game. They show us the way forward. They're always innovative. But also South, for some reason, as soon as you cross that bridge, um, it seems like if there's almost a level of hopelessness. So we have lobbied for that. And we are currently speaking to Pantrin Bego. And we have a sit down with them coming up soon concerning, we would like to see the national instrument in every home. So Pantrin Bego has a way of, of, of pans is something that you may hear about in the future. And right. we would like to see the branding of the instrument. And um, we would start with the Ken Professor Fillmore tenor and the Bugsy Sharp double second, which Bugsy has endorsed. Of course, the instrument must be of a certain caliber. Sure. And we would like also the government, we would like to make it affordable and to get right. this instrument subsidized. So that long ago in the in the in the in the days of the um you know the English days everybody wanted a grand piano in the house. You go in somebody else, they see a piano in the corner, but no nobody's using it. Yeah, nobody no, could yeah. it's there. It's exactly. No everybody it, it's like the dining room, it's always set in right. the colonial days, but nobody sits on it. Everybody wants a chrome pan, not even not a painted pan, a chrome pan in their living room. Whether they play it or not, it's a conversation piece. And it is a proud, um, it's a proud article or a proud um, um, thing to put in your house because that is a national instrument. It doesn't take up a lot of space, but mm -hmm. it is very expensive. It could be about eight to $10,000 yeah. for a chrome pan. 
we would like to see that subsidized and come down so that every household in Trinidad and Tobago can have a pan in the house because that's where it starts with young people. You start filling, playing with it and fiddling there. And yeah, young people with natural talents, Ken was self-taught. No one taught him. He mm. just got a pan from his family. He saw it in a corner, my cousin Ferdy and Barry, and they gave it to him and he started, it was a West Stars pan. And, and he started playing with it and he started teaching himself. So by the time Ken got to the panyard, he already knew the, the scale, he already knew how to play. He just had to put some method to what he was doing. Right, right. So we would like that in every home, and this is the mission that we are on, so that, you know, with the competition, getting the pan in, 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 in every home, and also everything that pan, we, we are supporting Pantrin Bago with all, with, 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 with um, they are bringing the instrument, not letting it die off the carnival season. You know, right. it's like as soon as Ash Wednesday come, that's it for Carnival until next year. No, we we saying no. There's we're much saying, more. We bring the instrument. Yes, go to all the different panniers and bring about four or five bands, and let people come out and enjoy the instrument. People could come down from abroad. You have a calendar of events, and then you go straight back into Carnival again. The instrument must always be alive. This is ours. You don't want to give this away. Yeah, okay. I I think it's a and really good initiative yes. to to have the branding and to to recognize branding, that. Branding, yes. Yes. Um, just just this morning, um, in our discussions earlier on at the start of the show, um, we actually had a call from someone that said that you know we should try to subsidize the pan for every house to have one. So I I think exactly. there is the need. Right. Pe people are recognizing that hey, we need to do more, and I think it will be yes. well received. Yes, it's happening soon, and I could tell you this: Pantrin Bego president Beverly Ramsey Moore is listening. She is listening. She's doing the do. Um, the foundation is happy with a presentation, with the direction that she's going. We support her. And she's actually, she does listen to what the country needs. And she's working with us because sometimes to get a ban, I mean, the bands are always at odds with each other. And that is mm -hmm. where PAN came from. It came from strife. It came from a little violence and whatnot. It's a little different now. It's a little bit more polished. They still mm -hmm. have the issues. So we use Professor's name to make changes because it's the neutral name. I mean, when it comes to professor, whether it be East, West, North, South, Tobago, people have a humbling reverence for his name. And they say, okay, we will work with you all because professor was a guy like that. Right. And you know, we know that he always wanted betterment for everyone. So we use his name now to bring everyone together and to agree. So if I have to go to every pannier to get them to agree on something or to understand mm -hmm. what their issues are, we bring that to the table, we go to Pantrin Bago. Right. So you could call us like, a, you know, we are lobbyists and we get things done. But the Pantrin Bago president does listen. She considers it and she puts it into action. And we have seen that happening. And we hope to just bring sense to all that is happening. Because for years you have been hearing Pan people complaining about all these issues and whatnot. Right. And we try to push the instrument forward and to get young people involved, you know, and um, mm -hmm. we have, I mean, if you go to like, I mean, I mean, I'm more than on the south side, but you go to, 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 to Fun Clip and you go to Panasonic and you go to Old Tech and all that, you see all these teenagers. I mean, I went to Panasonic Yard and I saw maybe six, seven different, on a Friday, six, seven different uniforms. Right, that's, and that's was, good. They were actually, yes, all these different uniforms come together culminate in one band, you know, and they, 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 they straight from school. I know their parents are involved, unlike long ago where you saw these grown men, you have young people involved. 
And it's not a pan yard anymore, it's a pan theater where you could get something to eat and the place is clean and polished mm -hmm. and whatnot. And it brings young people together and keeps them away from, you know, the, the, the narrative. The yes. Smoking, the drinking, yeah. the wasting because, time I mean, at, at those young ages, it's, it's very easy to get distracted, very easy very to, easy to, 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 to fall yes. prey to the peer pressure and all of those things that happen. Now, exactly. going back to the foundation as we as we get set to wrap up and so on, how can yeah. persons reach out to the foundation? Uh, do you have social media pages as well? Uh, give us some of those details. Well, we have a Facebook page, which is the Ken Professor Filmo Foundation. Um, we are working on the website. Um, the foundation directors are myself, the chairman, Brian Filmo, 767-5135. We have also Antoinette Fillmore, which is my older sister, um, Sophie Fillmore, which is Ken's um, widow, and we have Gail, Gail Phil, um, Fillmore Cavallo, who is also part of us, and we have Gillian Deming, that is the secretary. And but you know they could contact me at seven six seven five one three five. We are all we are always looking for, for support, even in the community. Recently, we have um, we have partnered with Field, the foundation for um enrichment and enhancement for life where we get um food stuff as an npo and we we, we distribute food to the community sometimes uh, maybe on a fortnightly basis we feed at least 60 families because um just as much as professor was a talented and gifted pan artist he was a giver and he always liked to give and everybody who knew him knew how loving he was and how he liked to help people and we model this foundation based on his his lifestyle and his legacy and we continue to give to the community and we support all those in need that they are and this is done at our home in pleasantville san fernando and um, we uh, even from my parents days to now and to professor we continue helping the community and making this this our surroundings and our environment a better place for everyone to live and um so the foundation is going from, it's finally reaching the recognition that I hoped for. We, of course, there was COVID, which uh, pushed us back a little bit. And, uh, but we, uh, we are doing what we have to do to try and see if we could get ourselves inside of there so that we could magnify the instrument, we could help young people. And yes, we do need sponsors on board to help us with what we are doing. And as I said, they could always reach us through the foundation page or my number that I just called. And, um, you know, we, we need support in everything that we do. And, um, you know, so, so, so we, we, you will hear a lot more from us um, in the future. And we are, as I said, we are working with Pantry Bago on these moves and we mm -hmm. still have to sit with them. And as Pan Month, it's very busy, but we expect to sit with them soon to discuss getting this instrument in every home in Trinidad sure. and Tobago and we want the government to partner with that and that is one of the biggest things we are working on right now and we hope that we get the support the support in definitely so I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Brian, on Freedom 106.5 FM. And uh, keep us in the loop of what's happening, and we will definitely be more than happy to share the information right here on Freedom 106.5 FM. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you, Trinidad and Tobago, and um, all the best with this um, Steel Band Month, and enjoy all the activities that there are to come, and all in the future that it will be 
on the in the forefront thank you very much for having me you're most welcome thank you so much there brian fillmore the brother of ken professor fillmore the best insight instant feedback accountability the all-new talk radio freedom 106.5